this morning, we're going to wrap up our series for the month of August called Gathered. And in this series, we've explored what it means for us to be the church. We kick off this series looking at the words of Jesus when he said, you know, the gates of hell, the gates of Hades, you know, will not overcome his church. And that word that he uses for church is the word ecclesia, or ecclesia. That's not a good morning for me to, I'm just going to go back to bed. The Greek word, um, which means gathered. So we've explored what it means for us to be a people who gather. That we are a community of people who gather together around God's gifts. We gather together to share the blessings that he gives to celebrate his love. So to do that, let's go to our Lord in prayer. Father God, we give you thanks and praise for the great gift of your love. And that Holy Spirit, you have called us to this faith in Jesus Christ. And you gather us together from many different places throughout the community of Lincoln, throughout the world you gather your people. And Lord, we celebrate this gathering. We celebrate the gifts that you give to us here this day for the love we share. Bless us, we pray, Holy Spirit, as you open our ears and our eyes, our hearts to your word. We pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. All right. So a question to get the, the wheels spinning here this morning. And the question is this. What is one of your least favorite chores? I hear laundry, cleaning the house, dusting, dishes, yard work, any chore, right? Maybe it depends on the day. You know, I, I looked, I found online, there's a, a list of like the 10 least favorite chores. So here's, here's a few of the least favorite chores. One of the least favorite chores is something that happens around this time of year is getting the leaves out of the gutter. You know, growing up in Arizona, we didn't have to do this, you know, and so when I first moved, you know, to Nebraska and, and owned a house, I had to climb up inside there and clean out these leaves, and the thing is, you know, they're not dry, they're wet, and they smell, and your hands smell, and you can't get this, I did not like that, it's one of the least favorite, chores. anyone like taking the leaves out of the gutter? I didn't think so. Another least favorite chore this is one here. And this is what I look like when I mop and my wife's not paying attention. <laughs> but it's mopping. You know, and, and when I worked in high school, I worked at Peter Piper Pizza, and the manager would always have me mop. And I finally, I'd head it up to here. Like, why am I the only one mopping? And either because she was being truthful, maybe, probably, or she was just knowing, like, I know how to get this guy. You're the best mopper there is. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And I just kept mopping. Another least favorite chore is one that some of you mentioned, laundry. You know, the fact that it piles up. I mean, how many of you honestly have times where the laundry is piled so high and you're like, I have nothing to wear that I haven't already worn twice, <laughs> except for maybe my undergarments. You're like, yeah, I need laundry. And I, I don't mind doing laundry as much as I hate folding laundry. Another least favorite chore, some of you mentioned this one as well, is doing the dishes. Again, kind of like the laundry, you probably have all had moments, unless you're really serious about it, where the dishes do what? They pile up, you know, and then even after a while, they begin to do what? They begin to stink, and that's about the time you're like, okay, I got to do the dishes now, because something in there, oof. 
But the least favorite chore, according at least to this, you know, one source that I had, and I would have to agree with them, the least favorite chore is this one here. Uh, see, yeah, yeah. Anybody like cleaning the toilets? That is disgusting. I mean, even if you do it on a regular basis in your own house, it just, it's just not fun. You know, doing things that we don't like to do, serving, you know, as we, we talk about being a gathering of people, of people who gather as this community of Jesus followers, and we've explored, you know, different ways we understand this gathering. That we can sometimes understand it, sometimes in a church we define it being like a business, and we say, well, it's kind of like a business, but if we focus too much on being like a business, we're all about producing, and that's, we're more than about producing. We said sometimes, you know, it's like a team. Yes, in many ways we're like a team. But a team is all about performance, and, and it's not about performance. It's, you know, we are a family. You know, we are a gathering of people committed, you know, to, you know, acting like, striving to acting like a family. And so it's, it's great to think about families getting together and having a meal, and, you know, being together and having fun. But the reality is, part of being a family, you know, being together also means that, you know, we serve one another. We have to do those kind of least favorite chores sometimes, like cleaning the toilet. And so part of being together as a family is not only is it having fun and celebrating like we plan to do next Sunday, outdoor worship, weather permitting, technology permitting, and, you know, having a cookout... Wait, not next Sunday. Two weeks from Sunday. I'm ahead of schedule. Two weeks from Sunday. Uh, today, we'll do that. Um, but also the ways that we serve one another, just like we do in our family. You know, a family that is a healthy family. Again, there's no perfect family. But a healthy family, healthy relationship. We serve one another. So, you know, as a husband, one of the best ways that I can have a healthy relationship with my wife is that at times I can serve her. And that she can also serve me. And we do this service not out of a sense of obligation, but out of love. And it brings to mind the, the words that we have of Jesus that Nathan read just a few minutes earlier from Matthew 20. Let's read these words together. Whoever wants to become great among you will be your servant. Now, so what's going on here? You know, if you're familiar with this text, you have... The mother of Zebedee, you know, the, the brothers, James and John. And, you know, they've had this great conversation. Jesus has been teaching them about, you know, about what's going to happen to him, how he's going to give his life for them, for the world, you know, what it means to be, you know, to fill the role in God's kingdom. And you think that the disciples who've been with Jesus, you know, for years, living with him day in and day out, would understand But there, there she is, you know, Mrs. Zebedee's like, uh, Jesus, I got a question for you, a request. You know, when mom has a request, you know, you listen, right? And so Mrs. Zebedee has a request. Would you let James and John sit at your right, you know, and your left? Your, I got my, your right and your left, you know, when you come into your kingdom. She, she wants them to have positions of power and authority. You know, this is going to be great. I mean, what mom wouldn't ask, if you could ask somebody a favor, I mean, how many of you, if you could ask on behalf of your kids the favor of somebody important, like, hey, would you make sure that my son or daughter got the job, got the promotion, got into the school they wanted to get into, wouldn't ask. And she asked the question, and, you know, then James, 
and John, I wonder if they're like, you know, they're like, go ask mom, go ask, or if they're like, oh my goodness, don't, mom, don't say anything, mom, don't say anything, you're going to embarrass us. Well, we don't know. We just know she asked the question, and we know what Jesus says. And Jesus' words there are about what it means to be a part of God's kingdom. What it means to be a family of believers, to be a follower of Jesus. That in, in God's kingdom, in, in God's family, it's not about how wealthy we are or how popular we are, how smart we are, how savvy we are, but about how we serve. And that service, again, is not out of obligation. So, you know, I'm scrubbing and cleaning those toilets, you know, not because there's an obligation there to do that, you know, or helping my wife out as she recovers from hip surgery, because I'm obligated to, because of why? Because of love. And the love that we have for one another is a love that's been poured out into our lives through God's love for us in Jesus. And Jesus goes on to say, you know, if you want to be great, you're going to be a servant. And, and the word there, you know, is the word we get like a deaconess from, deacon from, which means to serve. And he goes on and he say, not only to be a servant, but to be a slave. That doesn't mean we let someone abuse our servanthood, but it means that we see ourselves as one who serves others out of love, just as our God in Jesus served us out of love. As Paul writes in Philippians, you know, he humbled himself to be born of a virgin, to be born under the law, to be born under the same responsibilities that we had to obey God, though we never can fully obey God, and then to give his life for us. In Jesus' kingdom, greatness is found in what? In serving. Because that serving reflects our Savior, Jesus. Let's read these words of Jesus together as Jesus wraps up this teaching moment for his followers. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So here he is, God in the flesh, the God of the universe, the King of kings, is the servant king. Is the one that comes not to show that he has the power and the authority, but the one to give his life, to serve others. And this is building upon what we explored last week. Last week, we looked at the conversation Jesus had with his disciples in the upper room. And he, you know, bent down and he washed their feet. And he said, now, you know, do as I have done for you. That our service to one another, whether it's our family member, our friend, one another as part of our community of believers here, our family believers here at Holy Savior, our service to our community to the world around us. Our service is an expression of love. And it's an expression of God's love for us and for the world. Again, Jesus building upon this. This is from Luke's Gospel. And let's read these words together. Who's the greatest? The person who sits at the table or the servant? Isn't it really the person who sits at the table? But I'm among you as a servant. So Jesus is saying, look, I'm the one that should be served because I am the king of kings. I'm the creator of all things. You know, I, I am the one that, you know, is the one at the table. Yet, I come not to rule it over you, but to serve. 
And those words in, in Matthew's gospel that are recorded there too, he goes, you know, the Gentiles lord it over you. And if you look, you know, if you work in the business world at all, you look at sports and politics and everything else, I mean, most often, you know, people want to have the upper hand. They want to rule over other people. That Jesus says, we're about serving one another, serving others. And, you know, the great thing about serving is you don't have to be the smartest person, the most talented person, the strongest person, the best-looking person, the most powerful, prestigious person. We serve with the gifts and the time that God has given us. In some ways, we serve are small and inconspicuous. In some ways, we serve are much more out in the open. People know that we are serving. Like a number of the folks that are serving today to help lead us in our worship time. But our service reflects the servant love of God, of our Savior Jesus Christ. And think about it, even as we you know we're collecting um, the backpacks and water bottles and other supplies for three of our local schools. By the way, Wednesday is the last day of August, and we're collecting through August. So if you have anything you want to bring by, contact the office, make sure we're open, and that you can come in and drop stuff off. But it's a small way, you know, bringing a few backpacks or water bottles or other school flies and dropping them off is a way that we as a community, a family here, serve our community. We serve some of the local schools. Whoever you are, whoever, you know, we are, we can serve. And again, that service reflects who? It reflects Jesus who came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many, to give his life as a ransom for you. He loves you. He loves the world so much that he gave his life. And as he calls us together, and calls us together to share this love, we share this love by serving one another, and together we share this love as we serve our community and our world. So who are we here at Holy Savior? You know, we said this at the beginning of the worship service, but I'm going to have you read this with me, and again, we're going to kind of take this apart again as we wrap up this series. Let's read this together. We are a gathering of people striving to act like a family, committed to serving in love as we gather, grow, and go, because we're all about growing in Jesus and sharing his love. We are a gathering of people, because I don't think any of you are not people, are you? Good. I'm assuming you're like, well, I don't know the person sitting next to me. Um, you know, we're a gathering of people. Are people who are perfect? No. Are people who are forgiven? Yes. Forgiven and redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Loved by the God of the universe. People who are gathered together called by the power of the Holy Spirit, working through baptism, working through the word, bringing us to faith and keeping us in this faith, in this following of Jesus, our Savior. And we said, you know, there are a number of ways in Scripture that it talks about what it means to be this gathering of people. And one of the language, words, and images that is used that I think is helpful for us to understand is that we are gathering of people striving to act like a family. Again, is a family perfect? I mean, how many of you have a perfect family? How many of you have an imperfect family? Yeah. But you strive every day to act like a family. Committed to serving in what? 
love. And that, that, that phrase, that's why that phrase is there, committed to serving in love. Not because we have to, and not because we get any brownie points. It makes us look good, but committed to serving in love because it reflects the servant love, the love that Jesus has for you. As we gather, grow, and go. I mean, our big gathering is Sunday morning, but there are many other ways that we gather together. We gather and we serve. We gather and we love. We gather and we share. We gather, we grow, and go because we're all about growing in Jesus and sharing his love. And we try to say, okay, here, we're going to kind of take everything down and say, this is who we are at Holy Savior. This is who we are. Are we there yet? No. Will we ever be there? Probably never perfectly there because we're still a sinful people. We still, at times, don't serve in love or don't serve at all. We look at that dirty, dirty toilet seat and say, I ain't doing that. Yet there are times, you know, we rally together and we serve one another and we love one another and we serve and love our community and we serve and love the world and we celebrate the love that our God has for us. And we live in that love and we allow that love to shape who we are. That's what growing in Jesus is and sharing his love in very real, relational ways. For a community of believers here at Holy Savior, for the community of Lincoln and the world. So a, a challenge for you as you go, just a question for you to ponder and, and wrestle with in prayer and asking the Holy Spirit this question here. And read the question with me. Who can I serve by following Jesus' example? The first part of that is knowing that you were loved by who? Yeah, you were loved by Jesus. You were loved by Jesus so much that he gave his life for you. It starts there. And then that love begins to shape every moment of our lives, every action, every thought. It doesn't mean we're perfect because we are not. We will sometimes grumble. We will sometimes not serve, not love. But living in his love, we know we are forgiven and we are enabled to forgive others in love as we have been loved by God. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we pray that you help us see who we can serve in love who we can serve by following the example that Jesus gives for us. That his love for us becomes not just something that we hear about on Sunday morning, we check the box and go home, but that love is shaping every relationship we have, every moment we have, every encounter that we have. That we begin seeing with the eyes of Jesus those whom we can serve in love. That our hearts and our lives reflect your heart, Lord on the life you gave for us at the cross, the love you poured out upon us at the cross. We thank you for that love. And Holy Spirit, we trust that you continue to shape and grow us in this love. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen.